I'm in good company. Yeah, never have. Like, this is exactly why I could never do, like, um, what's it called? Perform without a guitar. Mm. Like, and just do vocals. I could never. I yeah, could never. That would be rough. Just <laughs> caressing the microphone. Tell horrible jokes all day long. That's that's in the agenda already, so. Fair. <laughs> Like it should. Indeed. Okay. I'm gonna be uh, try and be better about my mic etiquette. I'm sorry. No worries. I'm trying to be be a professional for some reason. <laughs> Picture. Oh. oh yeah. The. I mean, we're definitely not the poster children of professional podcasting in the slightest. <laughs> Yolo. They still exist, so that's something. That's true. That's Mm -hmm. true. Despite tornadoes mid-episode, fires. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, let's... (laughs) Death. (laughs) Are y'all okay? (laughs) That was some crazy shit. It was fun. We made it. It We had lots of good food, so... (laughs) Oh, hey. Yeah. It makes... It's like... Oh, everything is fine, fine, fine. And then suddenly, like, you could lose literally everything. Which is why I'm glad that you guys are okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because. Yeah, it definitely kind of, like, came to peace with, like, yeah, I might not have anything to come home to there. Yeah. Like, that night that we evacuated. But, yeah. That's well, that's a, such an interesting, like, moment to go through of, like, I might not have anything. Like, <laughs> making making that decision, or, like realization and accepting that or i don't know i was thinking about it too but still have all my shit so we are lucky people Mm -hmm. true oh yeah it was very strange like having that moment of just like grab a bunch of stuff and go yeah what What? do i grab (laughs) what what did you grab i'm curious what did you grab what was your evacuation um knapsack it was um pickles and my fancy wine and my guitar and my violin and the laundry that i just finished cleaning and some new cookbooks <laughs> and but some you new know... cookbooks and some books i hadn't read yet there you go that's all you need to start over <laughs> the pickles yep. dude he came with like a whole case of pickles i loved it every i can lose though. everything but i cannot lose my um pickle project that's good exactly <laughs> My priorities are straight. Yeah, I was like, what, what do we grab? Um, uh, clothes, pets, weed, that's it. Yeah. I don't want, that I don't want to. That's also wanna... on the list for me. <laughs> that also Like, that's not here. for the fire. That's, that's for me to cope with this later. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I might need help falling asleep tonight. <laughs> no yeah. fucking kidding. God. Well, I didn't. I think the stress and exhaustion was just like, it's time, bud. Yeah. He was out. Oh, buddy. 
Oh well. Gotta get that Z somehow. True that. True that. Um, anyway, I just wanted to talk about that because that's super relevant, hot topic um, in our lives, and I'm just glad y'all are good. Anyway. Yeah. Hi, welcome to Feud by Lore. This is a podcast. <laughs> the infamous intro. Um, yeah. <laughs> I am a host, Patrick. Oh, I am, I am also a host, <laughs> Beth. <laughs> that's my name. And we have Dominique here. Hi, Dominique. Hey. hey. Happy New Year. Yes. Happy yes. New Year. Oh, it is a new year. God. Yeah. What a, what an adventure it has been. Yeah. Yeah. Who knew this podcast thing would last more than a year? That's Good impressive, stuff. though. We made it. We made it. Yeah. It's longer than a lot of relationships these days, you know? <laughs> you just got to stick to it. Wait it out. Wait it. Yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah, welcome to our professional but not professional podcast. Um, as a serial podcast hater <laughs> and <What>? local music <laughs> connoisseur, called out. <laughs> no, I, I just think it's funny. But you know, all like certain mediums just aren't for certain people. So, yeah, no judgment here. I just not into the podcast, Dominique. No, I mean, like, I, I think that, you know, all the information's super interesting and everything sure. like that, but if I'm, I prefer to read something, if I'm getting information that way, or music, I listen to music, you know, all day, every day, but it's yeah, easier to have that playing and can be kind of mindless at times, whereas, mm -hmm. like, a podcast, I'm like, oh, if I miss something, I have to go back. And no, I'm the same <laughs> way. Hard. I'm like, this is, people are talking, this is permanent, pertinent information, um, yeah, got to focus. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I think for me, like podcasting or listening to podcasts is really good for like, especially if I'm like doing a, a long drive mm -hmm. solo. Mm -hmm. Then mm -hmm. that is like sorry, right on brand because then it's just like kind of having someone there talking to you, but they're yeah. not there. <laughs> Keep you so, company, yes. but you don't have to talk back. You yep. know exactly. <laughs> nice. Um, kind of the theme that we'd been kind of writing on was all inspired by um, when we went up to El Dorado Springs mm -hmm. um, and got to see the El Dorado Springs Art Center, which was like this movie-esque like <laughs> dreamland of just like art in the mountains. And like it was like this art collective and it was still kind of like wild that that happened. Like it was weird and like exciting and it was just like this isn't real. When I was like sitting there playing, performing for people and people were like painting. Mm-hmm. And just hanging out, and I was like, "What's going on?" And so yeah, we kind of wanted fucking to. Vibe. Seriously, we, <laughs> we kind of wanted to like run through that um, whole idea of like building a community because like we kind of had like the gigs growing up and stuff, mm -hmm. and like all the little local music scene kind of built together. And then Beth had um, the BFA program and everyone involved there, and so it's just kind of you know, and also like our little like unit houses and stuff when we went to college and stuff like when it was. Connor and mm -hmm. Leaf and Phil and Chris and I and stuff and we just had you know it was just music was like one thing that we could all lean into together so yeah like the cornerstone mm -hmm. for sure yeah and so I felt like you were a pretty natural next uh guest since you have hosted many many gigs and I'm pretty sure went to every single one of the basement gigs I 
put on in high school, right? I think, I don't, yeah, I don't know if I missed one. If I did, I would have been out of town maybe, but yeah, yeah. beyond that. And I believe you might be the, the only one who can claim that. And on top of that, you also hosted plenty um, of that kind of like gig series as well as a whole bunch of other ones too, which is really cool. So uh, yeah. why? Why? <laughs> yeah, why? why do it? It's a great question. I've been waiting for someone to ask me that my whole life. Um, I'm just kidding. But no, I think I think for me, I've always really loved music. I, I love to listen to it, you know, as emo as it sounds, like all of the emotion and feeling behind music. Um, I took piano for like a year growing up. Couldn't do it. My dad bought me an acoustic guitar. It just like didn't click in my head how to like read music or play music or anything like that and so I guess I just kind of tried to pivot and find a different way to like still be involved if like I couldn't play the music so I think you know I had some friends in high school that were pretty I don't know into the music like in a band uh you know <laughs> pretty into friends the- and fans pretty into the scene <laughs> um but I just remember they were like okay you know where are we gonna play what are we going to do? No venues want to book us or whatever. And so I asked my mom one day and she was like, sure. And that was in, I don't know, 2012, probably wow. like that. And we started calling them the big gigs mm. and nice. had them, you know, outside during the summer. And then she let us have them in the basement during the winter time and, I just think it was pretty cool to be able to support my friends. I supported touring bands a few times, and that was pretty cool. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what what an what an adventure that comes to be when it's like, hey mom, can my friends play some music here? Sure. Suddenly, like your your own fucking venue. That is really cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked to this day, and all of my friends always are like, so your mom's okay with this? And I'm like, yeah, I guess. Like, I think she also just really loves music, and you know, she wants to again like be supportive in some way and so I've been very fortunate um I've had a few things broken here and there but you know (laughs) most of the time people are respectful so that's good yeah I think it's yeah it's been it's kind of wild and exciting to look back on those times and just be like I can't believe people let us do this (laughs) (laughs) more times than not probably yeah Yeah, like honestly like shout out to my dad Mm -hmm. shout out to um Dominique's mom for letting us you know play in basements and backyards and be really loud yeah and have the house full of like random people random people (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's always weird she's like but don't give out the address and I'm like then how are they gonna get here mom (laughs) if you know you know (laughs) exactly oh yeah. yeah yeah back in the days when like the entire like friend group slash neighborhood had my garage code yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just the thing just hey erica the... hey dad how's yeah. it going <laughs> that's awesome yes. yeah mm. wow talk about community <laughs> knock knock mm-hmm. we're playing music today cool yeah <laughs> yeah but um yeah no seriously shout out to um <laughs> the people who like let us fucking explore our art and like do crazy shit all in the name of being alive and making things that we enjoy and spending time with people we enjoy. Like, mm-hmm. um, even while I was at the, um, the house show you had most recently, I guess, like, and I met your, she's like, she loves this. I think, I think she <laughs> really, mom, yeah. yeah. Um, 
throwing the party, having a bunch of music. Like, what a cool fucking thing to be able to put on. Like, oh, we're hosting a concert tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and she, you know, sometimes will invite her friends, and she also mm. likes to be a host and mm-hmm. cater to people, and so she makes She's it very honestly really easy. So yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's it's nice to have that backing at like all kind of avenues essentially, and yeah. we're definitely lucky to have that kind of experience because I know some people didn't, and like yeah, kind of going back on that, it's also you know credit to you, credit to us for like recognizing like hey there's nowhere we can play nobody mm-hmm. wants to yeah, book that, us mm-hmm. and then taking just, you know the initiative of like doing mm-hmm. something about it like i want to play music can we play here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah and now thornton's a very different place than it was like back in high school and there sure. are actually places that will like book you now which is super cool but yeah you know i think it was also exciting because like it cultivated kind of a community where everyone got a chance to, you know, share. And then also some that allowed some people to kind of step out and keep creating. And in some cases, like really take off. It was really cool to watch, you know, postcards and finding common ground, like just take flight and be like, mm. hmm, I played in a basement with those guys. Yeah. All times. <laughs> yeah. It's so true to see. I think that, you know, on the topic of community, that's what it was all about during mm-hmm. that period of time for sure. It was like, we were everyone was like a sister or brother band of each other Mm -hmm. you know and so it was really nice to be able to like book kind of sometimes it would be the same bands but it was really nice to like piggyback off of that and so this last show that I had was like really diverse you know we had a hardcore band and a folky kind of band you know Mm -hmm. and then my (laughs) usual like acoustic friends and stuff like that and so that like builds connection, which I think is really awesome for Mm -hmm. bands then to be able to have that, you know, moving forward and to play different kinds of shows like that. So I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I do love a a cross genre, mixed genre show. It's, it's always exciting. Like I do love like this. I love the like standard lineup kind of just like, Oh, it's pop punk, pop punk, pop punk. But then like, every now and then it's nice to have a little bit of variety and like yeah. as a performer i think that it's really nice especially starting out because it's just like you know it's nice to meet like n- like-minded people who are at the same time not like-minded people so mm-hmm. it kind of adds like a different take on something and like they're looking at to play at different types of venues than you are or something mm-hmm. kind of thing which is always exciting and it just kind of broadens the network which is super cool because like we definitely had like our little like corner was like pop punk hardcore kind of thing in high school Mm -hmm. and so it was kind of it's kind of cool as we've progressed to see people take different directions and go not just pop punk or not just hardcore not Mm -hmm. just this kind of thing and really branch out and now we have like these you know that diverse show a few months ago so yeah yeah but like you said just just in general the connections like a new way to to play the drums or maybe like you gather a new fan or something you know that would have not been otherwise like exposed to that genre or that band or something like that you know Mm -hmm. so it kind of just builds on and makes the community even bigger and then it's also exciting to watch like i said earlier like to watch them like grow and like Mm -hmm. oh all of a sudden they're headlining the marquee and you're like oh shit yeah damn that's cool um yeah yeah and then also with that is you did get the opportunity to um where you basically like housed a few touring bands and stuff Mm -hmm. whether they were playing here or not Mm -hmm. too so what do you think um i guess how did you kind of approach and get involved in helping out 
um, little DIY bands like that. And do you have any fun notables that you'd like to shout out and <laughs> yeah. brag about? Yeah. I mean, I think the funny thing, my friends here knowing that I like, you know, was really into music and hosting shows and stuff. And so I had moved to Portland and this band Seaway, shout out Seaway, um, <laughs> like was coming through Portland and they're like, oh, do we need a, or we need a place to stay? Does anyone know? And my friend just like DM'd it to me. And so they stayed with me and now I keep in contact with them and they tour the world, basically. They tour mm-hmm. overseas and stuff like that. And so just kind of through that, like the home team also played here, stayed here. Now they have you know, millions of listens on Spotify and stuff like that. And so I think it's just opening your home to these people, like another awesome band. Um, I'm glad it's you from Southern California. They same thing, kind of like, Oh, I need a place to stay. And I was like, sure. You know, we got room. (laughs) And now I'm also in contact with them still hang out when I go to California. And it's just really awesome to again, like have that connection to music without actually being an artist myself. So it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, (laughs) words, Um, because it's like we um, love music and we love art and we love these things. And sometimes it's just like not in our wheelhouse to create it, but it is in our wheelhouse to still participate in its existence. And even the creation of it, the way Mm -hmm. that you're like literally putting a foundation on for like, creatives to come and like you know pr- perform and stay and like mm-hmm. have a s- stop on the way as it were like and you've even let me like sell art at your house which is super fun and yeah <laughs> I always appreciate um <laughs> yeah it's all about I mean it doesn't matter what like form of art you know I have a lot of friends also who do tattoos and stuff like that. So just, I mean, that's, you know, still an art form. And so a way of just like referring and passing along friends, um, you know, we have our awesome friend Cameron who does a lot of art mm-hmm. and stickers and shirts and everything. And that's totally still art. And I refer as many people as I can to him because that just kind of, I don't know. I think of it as like pay your friends, you know, yeah. use yeah. your friends as resources and also like pay them well, because that's how you, um like grow together so yeah yeah it's all about like kind of like looking out for each other essentially with that and i think that it's kind of hard like you develop like a rep essentially with um everybody in your little group like for us it was just like we'd always like you know especially during like 2015 on it was like us and then like we'd always have stuff with gestalt or like Mm -hmm. whoever and it was just kind of like um, booking recommendations or this or that or that kind of thing and like oh you should check out this person for design this person did this for us and mm-hmm. you know it's nice to have that like close-knit community where you are looking out for each other and at times mm-hmm. looking out for each other it's I do a favor for you you do a favor for me kind of thing even if it isn't like passing money yeah but exactly. I think it also establishes it's not you know it's that mutual understanding that um, you know, oh, well, you should do this for exposure is bullshit. And like, we all recognize that. <laughs> and so once you have like a bunch of people together who recognize that, and then they're kind of all, you know, working to elevate each other, that's mm-hmm. something, you know, exciting and everything. So, mm-hmm. but then it's also kind of, you know, scary to reach out to other communities, but those kind of communities exist all over the place. Like we had a, there was a, I know there was kind of like, you know, connections with like, postcards up to like the home team and like glacier yeah. veins then out in 
little collection of people in Kansas yeah. and everything. So, yeah, again, that was the cool thing of like, okay, well, you want to go on tour? Like, I can tell you five bands or whatever, mm-hmm. like across the US or, you know, places, people that you should hit up to at least play their local shows so that they can pull a nice big crowd for you and stuff like that. So, yeah, just trying to keep my Excel spreadsheet of all these <laughs> bands that I've like connected with over the years. Um, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And then you've also like run some shows and like run tickets and stuff, not just in like your house here too. You've done like at, did you run the, uh, you ran a couple shows through Dime yeah, too. Dime and then also Brewery. Mother Tucker Brewery here mm-hmm. too. Um, I guess kind of what was that experience compared to like, you know, booking a house show? Yeah, they were interesting. I mean, um, Dime was pretty cool because it felt very official. Like, we made Mm -hmm. a lot of money. All the bands got paid really well that night. Um, But it was like you send a clip for them to listen to and stuff like that. And so that was was cool. It felt very official, um, you know, to book. And just, again, like having our flyers made and have everyone there on time and stuff like that in Mother Trucker again like in Thornton has been really awesome because they think they just really want to support like the local scene and so Mm -hmm. they are like hell yeah come come by come play you know and so it is fun it's different because there's like another element to it you know but it's still pretty cool to play at a different place because bands to a degree do like to feel like they're playing a venue obviously Mm -hmm. so if I can get a actual place that is always really nice would you ever get an actual place, like an actual Dominique's venue? venue? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, yeah, yeah, maybe one day. Like that would be. That's why when um, we were at Tier Tier Two, Tier Two Live, Tier yeah. Two Live, um, the, the Confluence Garage. Yeah. yeah. A few weeks ago, I was like, "Oh my God, look at this place! It's so beautiful!" Like mm-hmm. it was just. It was ran really well. It looked very nice. The sound was good, and it's like. You know, something like that probably isn't super, super expensive, but it's a lot of maintenance and, you know, a lot of dedication. And so, like, I always tell myself, like, well, if I if I drop out of graduate school, <laughs> that's where I'll go. So maybe one day. Yeah, I think that that venue as well is kind of just like another example of like if there's a will, there's a way. Because mm-hmm. from my understanding, that's just kind of like a you know, a shared workspace. And then every now and then at night, they just set up speakers and make it a music venue for local shows, which is super awesome. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. I mean, kind of, that's just DIY as it is. And Mm -hmm. so that's why my basement, oftentimes I sit and watch Netflix. Other times there's a hardcore band playing. So like (laughs) multi-purpose baby, you know. (laughs) The facets of the basement. Yes pretty cool I think this is also all like a big testament to like just doing the thing like mm-hmm. like with um the ven- <laughs> the venue we went to like of being a shared workspace I didn't know that and it's literally just hey let's play music like these nights and it's like yes mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. <laughs> why not you know exactly yep. <laughs> ask to play that brewery ask to play your friend's yard like yeah yeah. The worst they could say is no, and the best they could say is yes, and you have yourself a party. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Just, you know, give it a shot mm-hmm. and ask. Yeah. You never know. Like, that's 
That is your forte, (laughs) truly. That's like what happened with, uh, yeah, with Maddie's Changed was kind of like, we were like, hey, we got an EP um, that we're releasing, and then I just sent it out to a few venues, and then luckily Jeff with uh, Soda Jerk Presents at the time was just like, hey, we got a a lineup if you guys want to just hop on, and then... Connor, Nate, and Lucas shoved tickets down all their coworkers' throats, and we had a huge turnout. And then we had kind of a small following, which was very confusing, and I'm still confused by it to this day. But it happened, and you never know what's going to happen. That makes all of us. I mean, but that was the coolest part because it just took off out of nowhere, you know, yeah. like blow-up dolls floating around in the crowd and, like, T-shirts. It, I mean, it was wild, but that was the cool thing. Like, you would have, you would see those same people at every single show, mm-hmm. and that was just, like, so refreshing. Like, yeah, maybe part of it, they wanted to, like, just hang out with their friends and whatever, but, like, people genuinely were interested in the music, and it was, for those, like, few years there, our local scene was just, pop in like people were mm-hmm. going to shows all the time and it was it was really awesome yeah it's really cool to see a lot of people get excited about you know just local art and then on top of that it's wild to even like wrap my head around still to this day that you know people like appreciated my art and like mm-hmm. my friend's art and just like how the fuck did that happen how did we get here have you ever been recognized in public by someone you like didn't really know no i have i think the one of the like most the most anxious i've been was when i had someone ask me to sign a hat Mm -hmm. and they're like yeah i had yellow card sign this and i was like (gasps) oh my god what (laughs) well now you have to pay someone to take this off your hands if i sign it but that's awesome i remember uh a while ago we were at getting pizza at some point and i was with alex scott and the girl behind the counter goes oh my god are you the drummer from postcards and i just about lost my shit i was like oh that's where we're at that's what we're doing now and she gave us the pizza for free and she was loving life and i was like wow that's pretty cool you know my my friend's a low-key celebrity so that's what it's like yeah like and I've had that happen with Zane where like mm-hmm. I was wearing a Gestalt shirt and we were walking around Denver and someone was like, nice Gestalt shirt to me, yeah. but they didn't recognize him. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was the funniest thing. Incredible. They know the name, not the face. It's fine. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think, and also there was another time when Adriana like sent up, they went to like get coffee or something. And then the barista recognized Zane and they're like, Oh, we got our coffee for free. And then they sent that to like a group chat that we were in and everyone was like, thought that was a joke and that they just went to see me. Oh my God. (laughs) But it was actually a barista that they didn't know that recognized. (laughs) Hey man, those free coffees go a long way. I'll tell you what. Yeah. And it's, yeah. And I think it's, it's fun to see that because it's really cool that people like show off like, Hey, I appreciate you. Thank you for Mm -hmm. doing what you do. Yeah. And then I think that it goes even further when you have like, companies that are local and you know a lot of people like to have the debate about chipotle versus qdoba but Mm -hmm. there's no debate it's illegal pete's because (laughs) a the food is better b the margaritas are really good and c they literally cover the food cost and meals for touring bands so they're objectively better than both of those companies never thought of it like that you did good nailed that And yeah, I mean, unfortunately, Illegal Pizza isn't like a national or international chain, but like 
it's really cool that they've got we've got multiple around Colorado. There's one down in Arizona, which I didn't know about oh. um, until Overslept posted a picture where they're like, thanks. And I was like, that's super cool. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, my my friends and I'm glad it's you every time they come here. It's like, OK, we'll meet you at Illegal Pete's or we're going to get Illegal Pete's first. And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, OK, like the burrito's fine. Y'all live in Southern California. It's probably not the best you ever had, but it's free and you're on tour. So like I get it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I love illegal pizza, but yes. you know, it's mm-hmm. just that thing that's pretty funny. So it's, it's just cool to see, you know, companies do that. And like, yeah. you know, Mother Tuckers is kind of in line with that where they're looking out for the local artists and they're trying to, you know, yeah. support anyone, anytime it feels like. And that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Different, different uh, like atmospheres. You know, there's the back garage for kind of more like a rowdy. And then there's the cute little fireplace where mm-hmm. you played. And <laughs> that was just so like intimate and fun, you know, and so to be able to have that opportunity to see like bands you like in different atmospheres is really cool. So sorry, I'm just thinking about what a connoisseur you are about these bands. It's like I got to see you play here and here and here. I really liked you when you were here. Like that was a beautiful um, I, that's I think awesome. to myself, I'm like, I've seen this band in six states because that's just stuff I do. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh you're gonna play in Salt Lake, cool. Like I'll meet you there or whatever. I flew to Louisiana and I'm glad it's you is playing to visit my sister. So I've seen them there and I'm just like, I don't know. That's just my thing to try to support my friends. And also like what's really easy about it is like all of my friends make such beautiful art that I like genuinely enjoy it. You know, like it's different than like, oh yeah, I like Patrick's stuff because he's my (laughs) friend. It's like, no, I would listen to it on my own, you know, so it makes it really easy. So. You're trying to make me cry. If you want, we could cry Fuck together. You. <laughs> <laughs> we just had a moment. It's fine. <laughs> yes. Aww. Yeah, because like honestly, like with you know, especially like with music and stuff, like sometimes it's you know, there's times when you just want to like give it up and stop doing it and stuff. But then like I would say that you know, there's always people who you know are there to support you and. Mm-hmm. want to see you keep doing it and that's kind of what makes the difference between someone deciding to you know hang it up or keep going and you know it's honestly I feel like you're definitely one of those people for a ton of artists which is you know wild and now yeah. you're gonna make me cry that's fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean I, I I am the one with the Arizona tea can uh tattooed on me so postcards forever you know yep <laughs> RIP postcards. Yeah, maybe we'll just if we get we get to a hundred episodes on this, we'll just fuck around and bring them back. <laughs> fuck around and find out. I would love that. I would pay a million dollars for that. Don't tell uh, anyone. Now everyone's gonna know, but it's fine. That's. Not... <laughs> or maybe if we get to a hundred episodes, they'll at least put um, what was it? Monsters and unicorns on Spotify. At the very least, <laughs> they could do that for the local community of Thornton, Colorado, man. Like, the world is really missing out on some of those unreleased jams, but... I'm... Yeah, I also think it would be... <laughs> I'm pretty sure that with, like, where they're at now, if they release that, it would go, like, skyrocket immediately, too. Oh, 100%. Did you see their Spotify listeners for the last yeah. year? Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay... So, hey, like, <laughs> did y'all see that? But, you know, I, I respect it. I know it's I know it's a rough life, and I know that 
touring is a grind and making music all the time is it's a lot of work and you know I think that um kind of like Patrick said like sometimes there gets a point where you do kind of got to hang it up and and find your other passion in life and like and that's okay and that's why I still you know decided to support bands beyond that because it, it wasn't like just about one band it was about music in general and so I think trying to give that same energy and level of support to a lot of different bands they care about is really important to me so yeah it, it's a it's a crazy world out there so it's like exciting to see I think it's also like and we kind of talked about this a little bit too is that you know like I'm still upset that single file broke up way mm-hmm. back when but like mm-hmm. you know bands ends like I'm upset postcards broke up yeah I'm upset Maddie's change broke up I was having a good time but you know yeah life goes on you move on to the next thing like yeah things aren't forever all the time yeah and I think that's like these bands everyone that you just mentioned like put out quality music that you can still listen to to this mm-hmm. day you know and like put it on for a throwback yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. and like enjoy that and still talk about it with your friends and you know like some of those bands like members will go on to create different music and that's also really cool to kind of like put your energy into like a new project and so mm-hmm. there's there's always ways like people will always continue to make music and continue to make art and so just yeah, yeah. there's a lot out there so mm-hmm. you just kind of find what's what's new and what's fresh and see what's up and coming you know i hope the next year for Denver hopefully (laughs) fingers crossed like obviously with the pandemic like no one could have foreseen this but for bands especially like it's really hard to to book shows play shows and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so we'll see but small gatherings or outdoor gatherings if we can like hopefully we'll do them again so yeah when you know it's time like it's exciting to see people move on and find ways around it too Mm -hmm. and like also to kind of bring up like finding common ground is I love those boys so much um but it's also I'm you know excited to see that they're recording have been recording and stuff and they've kind of let their band kind of evolve into something new where they have their own lives outside of the band which Mm -hmm. is awesome and it's really cool that they found a way to make the band still kind of work for them Mm -hmm. it's not exactly you know they're not out there playing a show every week they're not out there touring and stuff but You know, I know that there's new finding common ground, which is, you know, something I'm excited for whenever that comes around. And they just kind of drop stuff. And I love that. Yeah. And you're like, (laughs) okay, this is fire. Where did that come from? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, the new up and coming Denver band Wendigo. Yep. I know they uh, um, like for them, you know, they've played a couple of shows that I've been Mm -hmm. able to book, which has been cool. And, you know, they're one of the ones who they're just little babies in the music scene. And so to help connect them with all these other more seasoned bands has been really awesome. But, you know, their focus right now is like, let's, let's write this music. Let's create something because we have the time to Mm -hmm. just sit, you know, in the basement and work on this Um, instead of kind of just like pumping out music because you quote unquote have to on like a time limit for some bands. And so like, for them it's really nice just like curate this music take their time and then hopefully in a year or two or whatever it may be when it's time to to start all that stuff again like they'll be ready so i hope more bands are doing stuff like that you know taking their time 
Yeah, I think that's interesting, like, bringing up the idea of, you know, kind of having, like, a time crunch almost to release music. Because I feel like that's something that there's so many different ways that that time limit can kind of be pressed on you, Mm -hmm. whether it's by yourself or whether it's by the fans or, like, Mm -hmm. a record label or something. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that sometimes it can be really tough to have, like, a uh, healthy balance of that. Yeah. Mm. And so... Because I think that in some aspects, like having a time crunch is, you know, the push that you need to get through Mm -hmm. and actually make sure that you release something. And that's something that I've kind of fallen into is that I think, what was it ever since? I don't know. I think I'll have to double check this. I think I've put out a release of some sort once a year for like the past seven years or so like that. And I think that that's, you know, just kind of become something that I want to keep doing because it'll help keep myself accountable yeah that'll actually like finish some projects because i will i have definitely just worked on stuff and then just left it and then i'm being and then i'm like oh i don't know where that file is anymore i'm gonna <laughs> find it i don't remember what i called it <laughs> this I one work was on never named <laughs> yep yeah um, it's like it's to keep you interested and to keep fans or whatever interested you know and so i, th- I think there is definitely an importance to it and also like making sure that your craft is what you want it to look like if Mm -hmm. you have all this ample time where you're not playing shows or touring or whatever it may be so it's like you know two sides of the coin for sure yeah yeah because i think it's you know you can definitely add way too much pressure on yourself and that'll burn you out and it's not fun and you stop having authentic music so i think the question in here give me a second um (laughs) you guys (laughs) um have you ever you know, felt like that pressure has been super prevalent or, you know, trans it's been transparent that the local artists that you've been able to be involved with are under that kind of pressure or no? Because I feel like from my perspective, I think you mean like what you were talking about, like kind of like that, like heyday of the Denver music scene when everyone was going mm-hmm. to shows and stuff. We had like almost a constant stream of new music, whether it be from like us or Bedford Falls or mm-hmm. Postcards or you know, Rain in July and Pacific Nerve and, mm-hmm. you know, all of these bands um, overslept, left right. hand shakes, like I could just keep going. Like they were all active during that time and it was mm-hmm. just, and it was all like, you know, a few different kind of like little communities that had kind of meshed together. Mm-hmm. And then it was just a constant, you know, flow of music, which was incredible and I loved it. So mm-hmm. um, do you think that it was ever like noticeable or prevalent that we had that kind of pressure i don't know i think it's i think it's hard because you name so many different projects like that's why there was something always coming out and so Mm -hmm. you didn't notice it as much of like oh this person hasn't put out and you know i've also whatever being in the music scene been fortunate to like be behind the scenes for a Mm -hmm. lot of these bands that were recording music so i would get sent demos and get to listen to it and like go to the studio sometimes while they're being recorded and so i think in my head like i got to see all the new stuff all the time right and so i didn't have to like sit and wait for postcards to put something out it was like i was there and so that was like really awesome to just have that like constant flow of new stuff um even if like the quote-unquote public didn't hear it all the yeah. time so well how how cool is that to get the full behind the scenes process like <laughs> that's pretty sick that, the, like I just remember standing behind like on the other side of the glass at, at Redwall and being like 
oh my God, like I get to witness this and then like <laughs> the world's going to hear it, you know, or like seeing the music video first, like all of those things were super like cool and special to me, you know, and to my friends, they're probably like, yeah, I don't fucking care if Dominique's there. <laughs> and for me, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so happy. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I think that's also kind of funny because I've like worried about that too. It's just like pretty much like every demo I write, like I send it to you. I send mm -hmm. it to like Zane. I send it to like Adriana yeah. and stuff. And so it's just like um, at the end of the day, I'm like, well, I've sent every version of the song to like the six people who are actually going to listen to it when it's released. <laughs> Did I just shoot myself in the foot? <laughs> no, but... no, because then it's like, oh my God, I've seen you grow and mm -hmm. like how cool to see the evolution of all of the music. Yeah. Like oh, I can tell you changed that part, you know? So I love that. Don't yeah. ever stop. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I, I won't. Um, but there was definitely just a point where I was just like, I'm showing my audience like the thing as yeah. it's going, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think this is a good opportunity to also say, like, you don't have to work on projects alone. You know, yeah. I feel like oh, for yeah, some no. people, they just like create in their own little vacuum. Like I definitely do sometimes. And it's like I can share the process. You can share the process with people and they'll like help you along or just give you just a thumbs up emoji, which is sometimes all you need. Yeah. Yeah, I guess in the also, Beth, in the graphic um, kind of world there with the painting and everything, do you have <laughs> people who would kind of be like the same kind of support that Dominique is for like the music scene kind of thing? Do you have people that you, you know, maybe host like your art somewhere or are, you know, business owner who like hosts, uh, what are they called? Galleries? Galleries, yeah. yeah. Um, this is very sad because I know those places exist and I'm sure there's many of them, but me personally, no. All of my art lives mm -hmm. in my basement, um, mm -hmm. which is more on me not getting it out there and being afraid of the world, but... Um, like hearing your stories about like the the fucking experience you guys that have had living your life and like playing music and seeing music and putting on shows makes me really want to get out there. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, definitely like because I know you like a lot. Um, I used to I had our up at the Wild Boar in Fort Collins there for a minute, and that was really nice. It was a group nice. sort of exhibition in like a cafe, which is really nice which is also really funny because um one of my pieces that was up was a little like pretty gory um so i just mm -hmm. loved having this giant like beheaded cerberus just above people <laughs> just drinking their coffee um There's that's special. just the vibe yeah. yeah i mean i think like patrick said of like these venues that we've played before like a lot of them also have art which is really mm -hmm. awesome you walk into mother trucker and they have like new art every day mm -hmm. or every you know few weeks and stuff and so that's that's just the thing. You just got to like go out there. Hey, can I put up my art? Worst they can say is no, right? Exactly. Like maybe they do. And so who knows? I think mm -hmm. that would be a really cool thing to just kind of like ask around. I'm sure you'd find a lot of places who'd be super down with that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just mm -hmm. one of those doing things that I'm not as good at. Yeah. Um, fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could, uh, um, hmm. you could talk to Jenny and Tim about getting your art up at 300 Suns since they have Ooh. a pretty big in there since they do a lot of shows and events there as well mm -hmm. true but i do also ache for a dual art show slash mm -hmm. um concert like yes yeah. you are playing and i'm also showing my art um we are doing this together it is a um double party because i still um just really loved how my show um in 2019 was um 
it was just super vibey. And it mm -hmm. makes me think of all the possibilities that we have um, of showing art and playing art and like just sharing, <laughs> sharing our things. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I think of that even with like merch is like a form of art, right? Mm -hmm. And so you have merch mm -hmm. booths all the time. So like having that, that was definitely the idea. I was a little late on the idea last time, but like with you and Cameron and I had oh, another yeah. friend who was supposed to come, but like more of that, yeah. you know, like because well, it is all art, like let's do it. Yeah, We'll make it happen for yeah. sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like I, I love that having the kind of like multimedia show experience mm -hmm. kind of thing yeah you know and i you know like venues like i've talked to beth about this a lot is like getting booked at like seventh circle that would we like just happen. fucking send an email yeah, yeah. like i mean I'm, call aaron up yep exactly yeah. yes yeah so yeah it's just yeah. those venues and stuff and it would be cool to make that kind of like a norm where it's you know not just like the band's like t-shirt merch and stuff right. but it's like an actual like artist putting up their stuff kind of thing so yeah. like if you know, that could be, even if you're like a touring band, it could be like, hey, like, I designed all these t-shirts, but here's all my other stuff too. Right. Like, because I know that once you get to like those really big concerts, like if you went to go see like All Time Low, for instance, mm -hmm. um, you know, they've kind of got their whole shindig going, but it would be cool to see like other work that the people who designed their merch did. Yeah. I think that would be super cool. And mm -hmm. hopefully that's something that we could, you know, maybe see more of in the future. I don't know. I'm just talking out of my ass. <laughs> I mean, that mixed media stuff, like watching someone who didn't know Cameron run around with one of Cameron's shirt on, shirts mm -hmm. on that day. I was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. Like, yeah. it was a family friend of mine. I was like, where, the, where did you get that shirt? He's like, oh, I just bought it over there. And like, how cool, you know, to like mm -hmm. have that just again, like exposure to like different kinds of things and different mm -hmm. kinds of people. And so like, I don't know, I think we got something there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There we go. Yes. Make it full multimedia and I'll just sell all the random shit I'm fermenting to. Dude, yes. your coffee, your pickles, <laughs> that girl was like, this is some weird fucking merch, but I'm a buy it. And I was like, yes, girl, you do that. So I love that stuff. I keep pushing for fanny packs. I want someone to make fanny packs. So Ooh, I would love to make it. a fanny pack, yeah. but they're so expensive they're so expensive <laughs> so i gotta gotta wait mm -hmm. like 12 years to afford that yeah. but it'll be fine mm -hmm. <laughs> unless i find someone who can like hand stitch them and then that would be even cooler yeah honestly Ooh, true maybe i can learn how to make a fanny pack i just bought a sewing machine that i do not know how to use Ooh, Ooh there you go oh we're all, we're all hatching too. plans tonight yeah there we go you know Lots of um all of the the punk things like oh i have a denim jacket covered in patches make a fanny pack covered in patches hell yeah yes. dude like you'd be tough at the shows looking like that so i'd stay away i'm just kidding i would go say hi at school yeah because that yeah there you go because beth you have your your patches and you can just create a bunch of patch designs and write on a fanny pack yeah I love the fantasy of that, and then the reality of like, oh, making all of this costs money. Yep. Yeah, I know. I still remember when I like was talking to my friend, and they're like, oh yeah, I had six pin like enamel pin designs, um, mm -hmm. eight hundred and fifty dollars. Oh my like, god! Yeah. Please. So, um, if you guys are like, why am I spending fifteen or twenty dollars for this pin? That's why. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Um, yep to make it to make everything as expensive you know especially now and the wait time and whatever xyz yep. so that's why i said pay your friends do the mm -hmm. thing yeah. you know and even i want to um i wanted to go back to that actually and like 
supporting your friends. And it's like, obviously like pay them for the things they create, but also um, this idea of favors and the way um, you guys know so many people like connections is such a big favor to a lot of like mm -hmm. artists and people like the mm -hmm. show that the only solo show that i did i only got because the person in the room i was working with was like oh i know that um gallery like let me hook you up mm -hmm. hello yeah. <laughs> and you guys hey yeah you literally just said um on i always forget the name of that um venue but like call aaron up you know yeah. it's like yeah. knowing these people and having these connections is like amazing like mm -hmm it literally opens all the doors. Um, so like being able to open those doors for other people is like fucking awesome. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, I think that's, again, like that's what I have to offer is like those connections and stuff like that. And so like, oh, let me call up this one person who knows this one band that's playing this one show and like so on and so forth. And so just kind of like, but also like I will note, like maintaining those relationships is super important instead of just mm -hmm. like, calling up someone I haven't talked to in five years and be like, oh, yeah. hey, can someone play this show? Right. So all of these people that I've mentioned, like for the most part, I like keep in regular contact with because again, like it's not, it's not my job. It's, it's for fun, but it's because they're my friends. And so I think that's like very important to note that I have genuine relationships with these people and it would be wrong. I would feel wrong if I just like called them up one day, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. So... I don't know. Yeah, just a thought. Oh, Dominique, you're so good and cool. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to be a nice lady, okay? Like, I'm just kidding. But thank you. I'm I'm stoked to to be able to hang out with you guys like mm -hmm. this. This is yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have a couple of fun questions since we're getting up to time there. Awesome. Um, what was what was the last concert that you saw before everything shut down? I went to go see the Growlers at the Boulder Theater. It was a time. Like, <laughs> it was, I think, March 9th. Oh, man. Um, we had bought tickets. We went. The tickets were for the wrong night. Oh, no. <laughs> that we showed up. Oh, My man. friends messed up. Mason. Um, so <laughs> it, was, it was a mess. But we were there, and we had learned earlier that day that the rest of the bands had dropped off the show. And we're like, oh, my God. So we got to see the Growlers play for, like, three hours straight. Oh, jeez. Oh, which shit. was, like, part of me was, like, that's kind of weird. But I loved every minute of it. <laughs> it was so cool. So, like, yeah. And then whatever, yeah, like, a few days later, it was, like, well, that's it. The world shut down. And um, I had front row tickets to see Phoebe Bridgers oh. <laughs> at Red Rocks. And oh. um, that was in May. And so that was one of the saddest days of my life when that uh -huh. was canceled. But yeah, the Growlers was cool. So she still played that, but just like to an empty Red Rocks. Yes. And she like live streamed yeah. it. And I was at my apartment and my boyfriend came over and I was like, don't talk to me. Don't look at me. Like I need this hour to myself. So yeah, that was a beautiful time. So. Yeah. Oh. What do you think has been your favorite show that you've put on so far? That's a good question. I think back, I think it was big gig 2013. I think that's that the one like we our, have our the senior picture. year. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was right before I moved away to Oregon. And so like, we went, I think we had like six bands or mm -hmm. something like that. And there's this like iconic, two iconic pictures, one from like the deck looking down and there's probably like 
it looks like a hundred people. Like yeah. there were oh, so yeah. many people here. And, um, then I have a, a picture with just like, that's, it's really cheesy, but that's my thing. Like I take a picture with the, the bands mm-hmm. every time because oh, I'm like, Oh, you yeah. know? Um, so that was just really special. Like all of my friends from different pockets kind of mm-hmm. showed up and you know, that's when Maddie's change had that water world following and they showed that up. That was pre Maddie's change. That was, was Houston's it? problem. Okay, yeah. Houston's that was high school. Pro- okay. Yeah. Well, obviously. Yeah. But <laughs> wait, but you, you still had the water world people then, right? I think so. Yeah. Okay. That was like the, but it wasn't like the cult following right. yet. Not the, whatever they called themselves either way. Yes. Like, <laughs> that, that was the time. Like it, I just think back to those pictures every time we have a show here because there were so many people and it was fun and it was like all day long and it just felt really special. It was like kind of my, my own send off. So mm-hmm. it was fun. Yeah. 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 I think it's also like that picture you're talking about, like from the deck too. Mm-hmm. like how many people, who were like in there and just like you know at the time like I didn't know everybody but then I think the wild thing is is that I've met so many people who were like yeah I was there and then I look back at that picture and I was like oh shit yeah Yeah, that's so wild like oh yeah I went to your house show I someone once told me they slept on my floor and I was like I don't remember that (laughs) like it's totally possible but after Mm -hmm. a show sometime but like yeah it's really Mm -hmm. fun well we're up at a at about our like hour time. Um, cool. Beth, do you want to do the honors or would you like me to? <laughs> well, we have one more closing question. Oh goodness, okay. Patrick, Unless you have more. You no, I'm. I all I can do is fun about how um, like lovely Dominique is for supporting people. Like that's just all in my brain. Um, <laughs> thank you, Beth. thank you, Dominique, for being so pretty. Fucking you. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> all right all right well uh with that um dominique what feels like home in what way <laughs> can you give this, me... this, this could be this could be anything can you use that it's in a sentence, use it in a sentence. can i get the definition what feels like home i don't know i think like sticking to this like topic of music and community like the times that I feel most myself which I think maybe would be equivalent to like home for me Mm -hmm. is like Mm -hmm. is around people that I love and I care about and also like who come out to support me I mean obviously they're there for them and their friends but like a lot of these people give me a shout out at the end or something you know and I know Mm -hmm. that they're there to also support me and so like hearing music being around music feeling music like that's all very special and important to me and so I don't know, probably a backyard gig on a nice summer night <laughs> with all of my friends here, not during a pandemic. That that would be the one. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That sounds Thanks. perfect. Yeah. Spent the last year trying to mend The way you left me lying But I did my bed Maybe got, next year. Yeah, we got big gig 2K21. Coming. 22. 22. God, oh, God, I don't know what day it is. Yes. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if you're in the local music scene and you want to play some shows or have connects or something, like, 
my DMs are always open. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm still, you know, talking and communicating with a lot of different bands to to hopefully keep it alive, even if we do have to, you know, wait on it for a little bit. So, yeah. With that, do you have anything you want to plug? Any shit you want to plug? The only thing that I've thought of this whole time is be nice to girls in the music scene. That is one thing Mm -hmm. that I think (laughs) should be said. You know, it's a very male-dominated world, even though there are a lot of, like, female and, you know, non-binary artists and stuff like that, but I think that women get very not as much credit. Not talking, like, about myself specifically, but just in general. I think that being a a woman in the music scene is a whole different ballgame, and so... Just, just be nice. Respect women. That's all I gotta say about that. So, yeah. Yes. Hell yeah. Respect Thanks. women. Support artists. Live your life. Do the damn thing. Do, Do the damn, damn thing. thing. Yes. Push go. Hell yeah. <laughs> Thank you for Aww. that. Oh, Beth. You're so <laughs> nice. <laughs> that was fun. Truthfully, I was like a little nervous, but yep. I think we did good. So mm-hmm. It's always fun. I also almost said ACAB at the end, but I stopped myself. <laughs> Respect Just women and artists ACAB. Like, <laughs> Dominique, my mom will listen to this. And I'm just kidding. There we go. Yeah, it's still so, recording. I'll um, put that at the end. Well, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. As long as y'all don't care, I don't care. No. So. I've gone off. A couple times. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, that was fun though.